It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Casey. Last time we finally got to that Rocco's Modern Life episode we've been meaning to for a while called Fortune Cookie. Had a great time talking about our good buddy, Philbert. We also put out our weekly Twitter poll asking which character is more unlucky, Philbert from Rocco's Modern Life or Eugene from Hey Arnold? You guys decided Eugene from Hey Arnold with 79% of the vote, which makes sense. This week, we are talking about Jimmy Neutron for the first time in a good while. Um, It's also a Valentine's Day-themed episode, as Valentine's Day is, you know, right in the middle of this week. So we figured, why not, you know, get in the nice, loving mood and discuss an episode centered around everyone's favorite holiday, right? (laughs) Yeah, a non-controversial or hot take-oriented holiday at all. (laughs) Follow us on Twitter at FNN underscore podcast and Facebook, facebook.com slash FNN podcast. Review us on iTunes so others can find the show and keep checking us out on YouTube, guys. We've been getting more subscribers. It's fun to see. And I never really thought about the fact that, like, you can't really listen to us if you have an Android, can you? Without YouTube. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess as somebody on Android. Shows just Hilarious. how much I listen to the show, you guys. Hilarious. <laughs> um, but now we ha- are on YouTube, so you can. And on that note, you guys, <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in, unlike me. Now let's get started. Alright guys, this episode is, as we said, from Jimmy Neutron. It's called Love Potion 976J. It's season 2, episode 8, and it originally aired on February 13th, 2004, so the day before Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's still pretty close to the holiday there, so, you know, props to them. Um, And this one, a laboratory mishap causes Jimmy, Carl, and Sheen to fall madly in love with the next girls they see, and, uh... Some predictable consequences for that one uh, interesting consequence on that one, but... Yes, to say the <laughs> least. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I was, I was kind of excited to get back to this. It's been a while since we've done Jimmy Neutron. It's by no means my absolute favorite Nicktoon, but it, it has some great moments, and this was a fun episode to come back to. Yeah, and this is only our second time covering it since it shocked everyone and made it to the finals of Nick Madness last year so I think we're finally over it and getting back into our uh, usual routine yeah it's it's been a wild wild ride with it but since then I mean that's a long time yeah for us yeah, to not cover the show for almost a year so but for, the, for my first kind of takeaway from this episode, I don't know why I hadn't realized it earlier, but the animation of the show just didn't age well. It's so specific to the time it was made. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. I think it's partially just, I mean, it's, let me think on this, is it accurate? It's the only 3D animated show we talk about frequently. Is that right? Yeah, like, I guess and it I, is. And I think... It's partially that 2D animation hasn't gotten 
I mean, you know, like, we, we watch the older episodes of Spongebob and the newer ones look a lot better, mm-hmm. but it hasn't advanced quite to the extent that 3D animation has, right. I think. So it, it definitely ages worse. And, I mean, you see this in a lot of things, too, right? Like, um, this is somewhat on topic. Like, I think that Wind Waker has aged far better than Ocarina of Time as far oh, as absolutely. original animation goes, right? Absolutely. Because it's a completely different style even though they weren't made... I mean, they were made a decent amount apart, but, like, not enough apart to make up for the, the difference in sort of no, retention feel, of quality. I feel the same way, yeah. Look, imagine I, I just pictured all grown up if it had been a 3D animated oh, show. No. Isn't that horrifying <laughs> to picture how, like, lanky and awful they would all look? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it's... So, you know... And I think at the time, I, I definitely don't remember it looking bad. I think it was on par with 3D animation of its time, Jimmy Neutron, right? Like, as a kid, I don't remember ever looking at it and being like, oh, God, this looks bad. But yeah, it, it does age a little poorly. Yes. <laughs> but the the humor, I think, is still pretty solid. It holds there's, up. There's some, some good stuff. And yeah, I mean, basically were in the classroom they're all making valentines and i don't even remember their names but there's two redheads who i guess are dating they're together and the girl is like getting up on her boyfriend being like add more macaroni to signify your love for me or devotion for me or something like that something ridiculous (laughs) which the idea like i also i'm not sure how old they are but i think it's clear that they're too old to be making like macaroni art for one another that's true but also miss fowl would be that outdated with like trends true. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love miss fowl yeah so this is a really cute episode and at first i i remembered the episode but i half remembered it because at first i thought jimmy genuinely tries to make a love potion but in reality, he's developing an anti-love vaccine, and we all know how vaccines work. You have to inject a little bit of the so-called disease, <laughs> here being love, uh, in order to make your body immune to it. Uh, and basically, a vial breaks and goes through the air duct, and Jimmy, Carl, and Sheen all breathe in this love what was going to be a love vaccine and it causes all three of them to fall in love with the first girl they see which i'm sure is not how that would work at all but whatever no but you know i i appreciate the i mean there's at least a dash of some kind of sense in there and yeah and it's very creative I, i think yeah i think it's a fun play but he doesn't actually make the love potion because i think love potions happen pretty frequently right I think yep. it's and kind have of fun all that... sorts of weird like uh, issues, especially in Harry Potter, like the right. sort of consent issues that happen there. But I think it's kind of cool that I mean, like the idea of a love vaccine, I think, is much less touched on. You know, it's it's kind of a funny concept of Jimmy being so concerned that he might one day fall in love <laughs> that he's like, we need to we need to prevent this. It's also a very <laughs> Very typical young male response. Oh, absolutely. Right? The like, I'm never <laughs> going to fall in love. I remember being terrified of turning 13 when I was little because of Codename Kids Next Door and thinking like, I can't turn 13 and become a teenager. I can't <laughs> abandon like my sort of kid roots. Like, these are my people. I can't leave them. <laughs> 
So yeah, I totally identify here with Jimmy's sort of uh, uh, pushback against hormones and feelings and all of that. Yeah, it's a it's an understandable concern <laughs> of sorts, but um, yeah, you know, obviously it ends up turning against him in this case, and I think it's you know, like I said it's it's a fun play. It gives you the same general outcome of like oh now he's gonna fall in love with somebody so on and so forth but it was a fun take and always love any opportunity to see stupid jimmy yes that's always great honestly yes like he he sees cindy and falls in love with her because of the potion and all that and he goes me see you soon day (laughs) (laughs) me see you soon day like i I, yeah cindy's like what i also like this fun play of because you know he's falling in love with cindy is quote-unquote rival and this sort of constant back and forth that he has where he's like when he's around her he's like oh man i love her so much and then he's like she leaves and then he's like why do i want to date her why is this happening and like this internal struggle he's kind of going through yeah yeah it's and he like is so happy that he loves her but he's so mad about it too it's very helga pataki yes absolutely and i mean there's definitely some parallels there except for that jimmy is nowhere near as uh nowhere near as nice as Mm -hmm. or neither of them are anywhere near as nice as arnold i suppose true true and i don't know jimmy is showing traits of helga in this episode so is cindy i'd never thought about the character comparison at all but let's talk about carl that's the real meat of this episode yeah, we'll, we'll get back to Sheen in a bit, but Carl falls for Jimmy's mom. Oh, I also need to bring up, they, when they fall in love with their respective person, they, like, picture them as, like, their ideal woman, right? So Jimmy pictures Cindy mm-hmm. as, like, a scientist. Sheen pictures Libby as, like, an ultra-lord female-type character. And then Carl mm-hmm. pictures Jimmy's mom as a gingerbread woman. It's so good. It's perfect. Yep. And Hugh is so chill about it, too. It's hysterical. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't even, he doesn't even care. And I just, I like how much disdain Carl has for Hugh throughout it. Like, you can't keep us apart and like, whatever. And it's it's funny because Hugh's just like, like, oh, all right. It feels like Hugh is the side fling. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Oh, can we talk about Jimmy trying to get Cindy out of his head by saying, think of prime numbers? Yes. Because he's kind of having one of those moments where he sees her all over the place, which is also similar to um, Helga in Helga in the chair or whatever. Um, On the couch. Helga on the couch. Um, Yeah, where she sees Arnold's face all over the place, right? It's, It's similar to that, where the clouds start looking like Cindy. Everything's reminding him of her and whatnot and he's you know he reaches a point that he just has to ask her out on a valentine's date and you know a little surprisingly she says yes right because she's not under this love potion at all so it's not exactly a secret of the show that there's low-key some feelings going on there but you know it's just a little it's a little odd it is uh, it is funny that all three kind of agree to go on, I guess, dates. <laughs> you know, Judy just thinks it's kind of 
cute and weird. Well, yeah, he also crashes uh, and Judy and Hugh's that's true. picnic. He doesn't actually yeah, but get like, an invitation. Yeah, she kind of allows it to continue. A little, yeah. Right. It's but yeah, kind she's of uncomfortable. Kind of, she's like, sometimes people... It's like a great sort of Shakespearean misunderstanding. She's like, sometimes people need alone time with the people they love. And Carl's like, oh, I hear you. So how can we get rid of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fun. Um, yeah, I do. I do want to give, though, Sheen and Libby their fair time because I I just love them. They're cute. They're so cute. They, they're very cute. I definitely think Libby in some ways could do better, but I think she's aware of that, you know, and I think she yeah. still can't help yeah. but have feelings for him. And, you know, he is in his own weird ultra lord specific way. He is really sweet towards her. You know, he he is. He, he is. performs like some I don't remember some dance. It's like courtship ritual. Yes. Yeah, he's very intense. From one and of he, the Ultra like, Lord episodes. He takes episodes. her out on a date. He takes her like to his porch, right? Yeah. And uh, he's, or maybe her porch, but he's decorated it with action figures. And he goes, I was going to go for more of an art deco feel, but then I said, no, action figures. <laughs> Which is one of the funniest lines uh, of Jimmy Neutron that I've heard. That's hysterical. Yeah, he's he's killing it in this episode. I know we have our mixed feelings about him, but he, I I think he does a good a good job. He's he's very much Me in too. character, but he's not overly obnoxious. Um, he also gives Libby his first ever action figure, and I don't remember how it got melted, but it did. He calls him Melty Face, and I, I just thought mm-hmm. that was. Because you know that means a lot to Sheen, right? We we know his character well enough to know that that's a sort of precious item for him. And it is it is really sweet to see him give it to her. And, uh, yeah. But beyond all that, they all agree to go on these... Well, well I guess two of the three agree to go on these dates. Um, and... Yes. Jimmy... Jimmy's is interesting. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Oh, geez. Well, it's so funny. I was just thinking that Sheen is the most mature of the three of them in this episode. Like, sure, he's really into this Ultra Lord thing, and that's sort of immature, but he is the most kind of centered on her. He's so un... He's so not shy, but not in a pushy way like Carl. Yeah, and and I think the thing, too, is that Libby is at least somewhat receptive to it and also when she's like you know this is a little much for me let's let's maybe cool it down let's try to work on our friendship first he accepts it you know he actually does Mm -hmm. take that very well he does um he does and he's not like Jekyll and Hyde like Jimmy who's like I love her but I hate her but I love her but I hate her and he can't figure it out it's that classic Jimmy thing where he's so smart and he's like, something is off here and I can't put my finger on it. And then finally he realizes once he confesses to Cindy and asks her to be his valentine that the love potion indeed shattered. And it's because Cindy accidentally bumps into a lever that show- reveals it to him. Yeah. And it's like right as they're about to kiss, of course, it's the whole dramatic moment. You're like, oh my god, it's gonna happen. And, you know, it doesn't. Um, as As these things happen. But... You know, you know, it's, it's that whole thing. It's that, it's kind of like their whole deal, right? That they never really happen. And and I feel like we have a few episodes where this sort of close call situation 
goes down. Um, so right. it's, it's not. Yeah, it's because they can't just become a couple. It's not that kind no, of show. No, and I I think it would be uninteresting. Eh, maybe not uninteresting, but I, it's just not the way that it's meant to go down. So. Yeah, it would it would be very jarring, and that's why, like, I think with Arna and Helgold. Wow. Ar- <laughs> Arna and Helgold. That was, that was something. <laughs> We'll let that complete foot and mouth uh, be a jungle movie spoiler warning for you, because if you haven't seen it, skip ahead about 30 seconds, <laughs> um, that we don't really get Arnold Helga full confirmation until the jungle movie. And that's kind of because they don't have to go anywhere now. It's like we get that closure of knowing that something kind of happens there, but we don't really know what or how. Yeah. And and that's kind of what we've got going down here. And it's it's, you know. I think it's I think it's reasonable. I don't think you really want it to be anything anything more over the top than that. Um No. Yeah, I mean pretty much from there it gets resolved right. Well, I guess we do have to talk about the brain blast where Jimmy realizes yeah. that Gouda feta cheese from Carl's monthly cheese subscription because of course is the answer. Yeah to all their problems and it's a call back to the beginning of the episode which it was such a specific line you just know it's going to come back somehow it's that jimmy neutron yeah formula. which i i do like it uh, so that was kind of predictable but it's it's fun it's creative that of course it was smell related so you'd need a really smelly cheese to block out the <laughs> yeah but i, I do like um after they kind of cancel it all out and yeah they're making the whole school smell bad whatever whatever uh we do see that libby has kept hold onto their uh onto the old um the action figure and i think it's really sweet yeah that was sweet a few other key points we would be remiss not to discuss is carl bringing a monkey and dressing up in a disguise to to hang out with judy and she legitimately doesn't recognize him until he loses the mustache which is awesome he basically has hugh uh hugh has to chase the monkey around um it's great the whole thing is great and he gives judy a valentine and she's like oh this is sweet carl it's like the substitute teacher episode of hey arnold or she's like here's the deal and he pulls out this valentine gives it to her she opens it up and he's in this like seductive shirtless pose and it's really yeah it's weird. actually very uncomfortable to be honest with you <laughs> And he, he sprayed it with his dad's cologne, so he says, but that cologne is called Bunyan Be Gone, so it's like a foot yeah, spray. It's... <laughs> Yikes. So funny, but so weird. Yeah. Um, but you gotta love Hugh and Judy, that's the takeaway from that arc, is they're such a strong couple, even if they don't always seem like it. They really get they each do. other. They do, and truthfully, like, they're not even, I, I feel like, like, part of it is that Hugh is sort of just not really noticing what Carl's getting at in this whole thing. But I think part of it is that he feels really comfortable with their relationship, right? Like, it wouldn't yeah. occur to him to feel threatened by anybody else. And, like, yes, it's, a like, however old Carl is. But, it's a child. But still, yeah. you know what I mean? But, like, I, I feel like it's just, like... No, yeah, some dads would get really yeah. weird about that. And I he's think. just kind yeah. of like, alrighty, well, sounds good. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> you figure this yeah. out, yeah. Uh, and the other thing we need to mention is the Cindy song. Oh my god, diner. I don't know how I forgot that one. Well, we all know how <laughs> I feel about songs in general, which is to say not great. Um, 
<laughs> in Nicktoons specifically, we yes. should say. Yes, yes, that was a little bit too much of a blanket statement there. Nicktoon songs. Ashley hates all music. Uh, Nicktoon songs are not my favorite, and this is not my favorite Nicktoon song. Um, I don't. Oh, I think it's I don't, great. I, I don't disagree. hate it anywhere near as much as I hate Schools Out of the Musical. So. It's no now that we're men. <laughs> oh, it's no that one. That one's a jam. But you know, it is. It is what it is. It, I think it's still cute, honestly. It's I cute. think it does a good job. We have, you know, it's like it's like this fun reversal of Summer Lovin' where, like, she's the weird aggressive one. And then the candy shop guy has this, like, verse in it that was really fun. It's got the 50s feel. It's in the diner. It's all Cindy's friends. Uh, she's hilarious in it. I liked it a lot. When it started, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. But I, I was sold. Yeah, I was actually, end. you know... It was okay, and I mean that's about as good as you're gonna get for yeah. me on these. Um, it... <laughs> well, she pins down Jimmy later and goes, "Hey, Dweebtron, I... so you like me, huh?" Yes. <laughs> Which like could have been straight out of Helga's it's... mouth. <laughs> I I do appreciate just the way that she operates. Honestly, I think, you know, maybe she's a little aggressive, but she knows she knows what she's getting yeah. at, and she goes for it and props Cindy, to her cindy's a great character should she be in the nick madness bracket you know we can maybe not i don't think maybe not. i do think that maybe she's a solid quite. character though that we definitely don't give enough cred yeah. to she's like i said she knows what she wants she's not she's not afraid to just be like oh you like me all right well let's see how we deal with this so yeah. overall yeah. and her mom is the worst so the fact that she's been as normal as she is is I don't credit. think we ever see her dad, do we? I don't remember, but I don't think so. Maybe if he if they do, he has a mustache. <laughs> but I might be picturing <laughs> somebody else. Um. All that being said, um. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one. It's. I Me thought too. it was just a nice, easy watch. It's a fun little take on the love potion thing. A fun little take in the Valentine's Day situation. Um. And, you know, we've got three interesting sort of couples going on here. But I, yeah, I think it that's I think sure. it also does a good job of sort of the multi-plot thing that I think a lot of times goes wrong. It's kind of easy with a Nicktoon. Yeah, usually but... there's one dud, but these were all interesting. Yeah, like I was actually like, they were all different enough from each other, right? We've got sort of the Sheen and Libby thing where things are actually blossoming a little. Again, the Jimmy back and forth situation and then this whole misunderstanding <laughs> situation yeah. with uh oh my god with carl. with carl so i think it's i think it's a fun so funny a fun sort of three very different love stories going down here um i think yeah. that's all i've got well dare i say this is probably my favorite episode of jimmy neutron we've covered on the show out of the like 13 we've done now so that's a testament to the episode uh, last moment that's been on my mind is when Sheen and Libby almost die oh because God. he's blindfolded her and they're walking across the street and a car just misses it's them. It's so Sheen. It really <laughs> is. He's so, yeah. he's so oblivious. Yeah, but he's smooth enough to recover from it. Like, just smooth yes. enough. Uh, great episode. I think after Nick Madness, we should give Jimmy Neutron more of a chance. With the new show format, of course, we can't get to everything as frequently as we used to, but uh, this one should be in our rotation. All right, well, when we come back, we will have our conclusion with our Twitter poll, a preview for next week, a Nick Madness announcement, and our sign-off.
right, guys, here's our Twitter poll for this week. Uh, which couple from this episode stands the best chance once the potions wear off? Is it Jimmy and Cindy? Is it Carl and Judy? Or is it Sheen and Libby? And I have a feeling you guys might say Carl and Judy, and I might vote for it too, just for the joke answer. But my true answer would be Sheen Libby, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see. I don't know how much people really get into all these different couples. I mean, Jimmy Cindy, I think, is a easy answer just because it's probably the one that has the most attention throughout the show. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested to see where this one goes. If we go for the jokes, we go for the memes, guys, or are we going for the the <laughs> the reality? Um, well, it's funny because two weeks ago, I said that there aren't enough Angry Beavers memes. And now with Jimmy Neutron, there are decidedly too many memes. So we've swung <laughs> the other way. <laughs> We're going, we're going all, all memes all day, guys. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so next week we are getting back to another show we haven't done in a good while. We're doing a Wild Thornberries episode entitled Nigel Knows Best. And that will be our last episode before Nick Madness, which if you aren't pumped, you should be. If you weren't here last <laughs> year, you're, you're in for a real exciting treat. Want to, want to tell them more about it, Casey? Oh Yeah. So uh, we'll do this one more Wild Thornberries episode, but then we are not going to discuss another Nicktoon episode for about a month. And that is because it is Nick Madness time already. Crazy. Uh, So with this episode, we are releasing our prediction brackets. So how this will work is uh, I'm going to post out a link on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube everywhere we can. Uh, What you'll do is it'll take you to a website where you can fill out the bracket of 64 Nicktoon characters that Ashley and I have handpicked. So if you have any issues about your favorite character being left out, we just kind of picked. It was a pretty rigorous process, but someone will feel like we left out a great character. It's just going to happen. But we picked our 64. They are seeded 1 through 16 in four conferences, just like the real NCAA tournament. Uh, so what you'll do is you'll fill out your prediction bracket. Again, that's what you think is going to happen, not your votes. You will be voting via Twitter poll over the course of March. Then you'll screenshot the bracket and tweet it at us. That's all you have to do. We're going to track how correct you are throughout the month of March, and we'll give a prize to the person who has the closest bracket to what actually happens. And I gotta say, last year with shows, it was a lot easier to predict than characters. This is going to be very unpredictable, I think. Yeah, I... That's my prediction. (laughs) And I'm going to reemphasize this again. Brackets that you fill out here are who you think will win, not necessarily which ones you like better. Um, I know it gets a little confusing, but the votes are for your favorite when the actual polls come out, but otherwise we're, we want to know what do you think's going to happen, which for me in many cases is different. But yeah, with this many characters and just so many from different shows and completely different personalities, we've got some wild matchups. It's going to be it's going to be some interesting analysis on our ends. Um it'll be awesome and we've got an extra episode this year for Nick Manis. We'll do a preliminary episode which we did not do last year. So that'll be fun to talk about all 64 and what we think is going to happen. Yeah, and probably talk about our most unsure matches. Get get into the real the dirt of it, guys. It's going to be fun. Um Oh yeah. Yeah, so again, you'll find those up on Probably all of our social media. We'll try and get them out there for you. Probably link it in the YouTube video as well, I'd imagine. <laughs> but <laughs> as I'm on about that, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, 
Pods and YouTube. Find us on all those young social media sites and be sure to, you know, keep in touch. And that's how you'll be able to find out who's winning all of these crazy polls. Those will all be on Twitter. So make sure you're keeping up with us there to see see the action as it rolls out. Yep, and, and tweet us those screenshots anytime before. We'll be accepting until polls open, which will be in early March. So you'll have about a week and a half to get those in. But get them in as early as you want. It's more fun that way when we have more data earlier. So super pumped about this, guys. We got one more episode of Wild Thornberries next week, and then we are in to Nick Madness. It is finally here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Send in those prediction brackets, and we'll see you next time.